This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 026, Day Tripper. On the live album, The Night the Light Went On in Long Beach. Day Tripper was originally a song by The Beatles, released in December of 1965, as the flip side of We Can Work It Out, the single itself being meant to be a double A-sided single for the Christmas market. Because the Beatles didn't have anything coming out at the time, and this had been recorded for their sessions for Rubber Soul. The song was based around the guitar riff and was mainly written by John Lennon, even though the verses and the way it was produced had a lot to do with McCartney doing some polishing on there. The song itself, while not completely about drugs, is basically a play on words. A day tripper is a British term for somebody who goes on a brief trip during the day. So basically taking a little ride for a couple hours and then coming back on a weekend usually. The play on the words is that this person that they're talking about is somebody who just recreationally uses drugs on the weekends. A little bit of a double entendre there, but enough get away with things back in the mid-1960s. The song has been covered by numerous artists, from Jimi Hendrix to Nancy Sinatra to Typo Negative, and has become one of the most recognizable guitar riffs. The ELO version contains two keyboard interludes by Richard Tandy, as well as extended jamming on the main guitar riff by Jeff Lynne and the rest of the band. Marijuana is the flame, heroin is the fuse, LSD is the bomb. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And this is a fun song from ELO. I've always liked it. It seems like everybody's having a good time playing it. I love the quiet opening where Jeff is saying, hello, everybody, good to be here. It's got that very ELOE synthesizer sound that's quietly playing the intro to Day Tripper. It's maybe the first time we've heard it, and uh, going to hear it a lot more as we go on. I've always liked it. I think they do a really good job of covering the song. I think they bring some extra weight to it that the Beatles didn't or couldn't, considering the recording technology of 64. I think when it came out, maybe late 64. Also, the live sound adds something to it. I love the classical breaks in the song. I think those are cool and a lot of fun, and and it just shoots right into them. I love the synthesizer breaks, and I even like the Rolling Stones satisfaction break in it. I think it actually fits in there nicely. 
And Satisfaction is not one of my favorite Rolling Stone songs, because about 30 years ago, I'd heard it a lot. And I was good if I never heard it again a lot. So I have nothing bad really to say about this song. Eric, on the other hand... Well... Yeah, um, I don't wouldn't say anything really bad about it, but I just didn't find anything really spectacular about it. Hmm. I thought it was a decent cover of the song. Jeff Lynne gets the guitar part right, and the parts I really liked out of it were Richard Tandy's little keyboard interludes, which I have to say, I'm starting to realize how much Richard Tandy actually contributed to ELO, because I usually think of the strings and everything else, and Jeff Lynne basically being the center of attention, and, well, going through this, I'm starting to realize how much of a group effort it actually was, especially with Tandy so integrated into the group at this particular point. Now... They said that they wanted to come to the United States and let them see the band with the big fiddles. <laughs> now, my question is, where are the big fiddles? I was kind of expecting more string on this version of Day Tripper. I think that might have been what disappointed me a little bit, is because it's very standard 70s rock version of the song, with some nice little progressive flashes and everything. But it's really missing that little ELO touch of having the strings in there. Yeah, well, also at this point, they're getting by with two cellos and a violin, even in the recording sessions, so it's not like where later on, where they have the big orchestras and the big choral arrangements, where they have to have those parts on tape to play with the band live to recreate the song as you, you heard it on the record. So at this point, what you see on stage is pretty much what you got with... ELO. And as for Richard Tandy, I don't know if it was Jeff Lynn or somebody else or some somebody pointed this out. But yeah, it, Jeff or somebody has said that Richard Tandy really was like the other half of ELO. He contributed so much to it. He wasn't just the keyboard player or maybe like, I mean, I don't want to diss anybody else in ELO. Uh, just like one of the band members and Jeff said, you play this and then they play what Jeff said. Richard actually contributed a lot. There are some things that I was surprised that he came up with that we'll get into when we get into later songs, but there was a lot of Richard that went into ELO, just like there's a lot of Jeff that went into ELO. And you can really tell that in this particular case. Yeah, and in my head, I'm just thinking, yeah, because he's really a synth whiz, and actually it shows. I found a video for it on YouTube. It says it's May 12, 1974, and it might be. I don't know. It's obviously not an official video release because the music starts to get out of sync with the video, and when that happens, there's a sharp cut, and things are back in sync with the video. But you can see Richard Tandy. It, 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 they are actually doing Day Tripper in the video, and there's nice shots of Richard Tandy doing his synthesizing and playing and working all the widgets and knobbies while the other fingers are playing the keys, and I, it's, I, I, I don't... I just... I'm agog at how... A brain can make two hands do so many things at the same time. And the video, it kind of surprised me. And I felt stupid when I actually thought this out. It's the electric light orchestra. So I'm picturing an elaborate stage and lasers and lights and all this other stuff. But it's just the band, the, what, seven of them at the time? Mm -hmm. 
on stage, and behind them, they get a few amplifiers, you know, for what they need. And behind them is just a black banner, and it says in plain, maybe Helvetica font, Electric Light Orchestra. And it's up there like three or four times across the banner. And I was kind of like, well, that, that that's it? And then it's like, yeah, this is 1974. They're still sort of in the opening act stage of their career. Right. Sometimes they're headliners. Sometimes they're still opening acts. They haven't crossed over into the really big time yet. So, yeah, they're not going to be able to have the money for the laser lights and starships and space battles and lightsabers and robots and whatever else they would later have in their stage shows. Which is true. That's the thing about this is that it is very obviously early on and it's just the band. It's not a whole bunch of other stuff to go along with it. It's just the band getting up there and playing. Now, as far as still being in the stage of only having two cellos and a violin, tons of country groups travel around with a fiddle player and find a way to get the fiddle player involved in that, and the fiddle is a violin. I, we've already discussed that ad nauseum with the first album about chugging, <laughs> sawing cellos everywhere. Yeah. But... I'm just surprised that with two keyboard solos in here that they didn't find a place to do kind of just a violin solo in theirs too, kind of like a country style or uh, even Kansas style rock violin in there. Just to remind everybody, hey, we got strings. Well, there is a string break, very small string break in Day Tripper. And as for the violin solo thing, uh, maybe you should listen next week. Ah, we got strings again then. Yes. But uh, not a bad version of Day Tripper. Um, just kind of glad they never decided to actually do a studio version. Or if there is a studio version, it's just in somewhere in the unreleased tracks or something. But it's okay. I just don't find it that spectacular. Well, that's because you have no heart. Well, that is true. Got something to say about Day Tripper? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 Call now! Was it a hit or was it? An edited version of Day Tripper was released as a single in Germany and the Netherlands on August 30th, 1974, with Daybreaker on the B-side. And that's all I could find. Uh, uh. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I kind of like it. I didn't like the beginning, but I like the song and not the beginning, though. Wow, she liked it! Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song -song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some goodies at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 027 10538 Overture Live.